Today is day one of the NFL free agency period, and we think the Chargers and Tom Tuesco are going to make another big swing, but is it going to be J.C. Jackson like all of the reports out there are saying, or could it be one of the top defensive tackles on the market like Akeem Hicks or Sebastian Joseph Day? We're making our final free agency predictions on today's Lockdown Chargers podcast. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons, but we're going into our fifth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. And thank you guys for making us your first listen on today's free agency frenzy. So much crazy stuff about to happen and make sure you never miss a show like this. Subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But on today's show, a lot to get into because we're going to know some big moves if they have them for the Chargers because even though it's the unofficial start of free agency, the legal tampering period, we're going to know the deals are in place today so we're going to be talking about the biggest names like jc jackson with all the reports out there what corner they could target if it's not jc jackson right we'll also get into defensive tackles because it seems like if they're going to make a big swing on day one it's probably going to be one of those two positions going out and getting a premier player at one of those spots or both of those spots so that's what we have to talk about akeem hicks mash and joseph day bj hill some big names out there and then we'll have to talk about you know dustin hopkins and what how his contract factors into the salary cap and all of that and some other internal free agents like Kazir White. What's going to happen with him? Can they still afford to retain him and go make other big moves? But today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. David, this is a really big free agency period for the Chargers because the Chargers already made their crown jewel move of the offseason, bringing in Khalil Mack. But we all know that the it's not done yet. The, the team is not fixed, the defense, especially is not fixed and other big names are going to have to come to the chargers if they really want to get more impact players on that side of the ball. And it seems like today is when that could go down. So do you think we are going to see a deal today when all these massive deals start getting reported? I think if you would have asked me this question about three years ago, I would have said absolutely not. I mean, the Chargers MO typically with Tom Telesco is to what wait back and watch and see what bargain bin free agents they can bring in to supplement their roster. They weren't guys or major players in the free agency period. They weren't the guys that were signing the big names on, on day one. But then you enter in Brandon Staley, and that seems like the philosophy on that has changed a little bit. They go out there and they they get Corey Lindsley, they make him one of the highest paid centers in the league. They get Matt Filer, you know, they they make some major moves, and you know, hey, that those moves have continued. They you know they go out there and acquire Khalil Mack in a massive trade, one of the biggest trades in franchise history, and you know, with Brandon Staley, you know, clearly. Um, assisting on personnel moves, I, I think is the way I'm going to put it. I think there's no question that the Chargers are not done. No, and it does seem like, I mean, so many deals will probably go down today, you know? So I think if they are going to make a big move, it is probably going to come today. Like, you know, the Matt Filer and Corey Lindsley deals happened last year, and then maybe it shows out for a little bit and they start going to the next kind of tier of players. But the one guy that's been consistently linked to the Chargers is J.C. Jackson. And he's one of the guys we talked about very early on in free agency as one of the crown jewels of free agency, right? One of the best guys that you could take out 
from another team add to your team and it makes you really good right away at one position right you have one kind of locked down corner on the outside a guy who can go man to man and a guy who's going to bring you crazy ball production because he's an interception master right yeah and then you see all these people coming out uncharacteristically of the Chargers organization and saying hey, the Chargers are heavily interested in JC Jackson the Chargers are heavily interested in the cornerback market and there's been so much smoke around this David do you think that there is something to that where there's smoke there's fire are they going to bring in JC Jackson and totally blow this thing up on day one you know what, Daniel? Honestly, I think yes. I think the answer is yes. I think they are going to make another gigantic splash, and it's because he needs his Jalen Ramsey. He needs his number undisputed number one corner on this roster, and I don't think he has that right now. I think Brandon Staley needs to go get that guy. J.C. Jackson is clearly that human being. This guy is a number one corner without a doubt. 17 interceptions the last two years eight interceptions last year that like that's ridiculous in four years he has 27 interceptions in in his short career which it's just that doesn't make sense when you when you say that out loud it it doesn't seem like that's real that's video game numbers people like that's video game numbers like that that you don't see that very often and for him to hit free agency at 26 years old I think this is a player that Brandon Staley would love to partner up with and really have that star corner and then have two absolute animals as pass rushers getting after the quarterback. I mean, that makes you at least a starting point for the defense with Derwin James, Joey Bosa, and then Khalil Mack and, you know, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on the edge, Derwin James and JC Jackson. Like, <sighs> that's a pretty good start. But obviously, you know, you would hamstring your chance of getting other guys without major restructures because as the Charger sure. salary cap is looking right now, after the Khalil Mack deal was put somewhere around $24 million, let's say that they – Cut Brian Bulaga, add almost eleven million onto that. Now you're at thirty-five. You take yeah. away about eleven million dollars for the Chargers as far as rookies and in-season additions, things like that. Six point six million, according to Daniel Popper, is what he thinks that the Chargers will set aside from rookies. That's more than the salary cap space than you have, right? So it's not as much as you think. But you could get Khalil Max contract down to about four to five million in a cap hit in his first season and guarantee some money in those second and third years that isn't currently guaranteed. That's an option. There's other big contracts that you could try to restructure. And you have to think the Chargers are going to have a plan. If they want to make these big swings, how they're going to make it work and where the money is going to come from, even with the them being near the top as far as salary cap and still being in a very good position. To me, it just seems like if this news is getting out, the Chargers want it getting out. And what it, yeah. that makes me kind of think is that this is a smokescreen so the Chargers can have everybody trying to get J.C. Jackson on the phone while they maybe swoop in for a second-tier type of player. And I think there's a few guys that kind of fit into that, David, and that would be guys like Stephon Gilmore, a Shavarius Ward, right? Even a Darius Williams, someone that Brandon Staley has ties with, a cornerback from the Los Angeles Rams. So if it was going to not be J.C. Jackson, which one of those guys do you think it would be? Yeah, personally for me, if I'm the one pulling the trigger and if I'm the one asked to make the decision there and you know J.C. Jackson's not on the table, maybe he's priced out of that conversation – I'm going to go to Charvarius Ward, and I think this is another very young player who has been very productive with the Chiefs. He's a Super Bowl champion, like I talked about before, and he just doesn't miss tackles. He only missed three tackles all of last season. Um, he's a very, very strong tackler, and that's something we know that Brandon Staley is looking for out of out of his corners. He wants a guy that is good on, on the man-to-man situations, who is a good open field tackler. Um, also, Shavarius Ward's been very good against the pass, too. He's only allowed a reception percentage in his career of 51.8%. So 
this, this is a very, very underrated player, I think. And as far as wh- where his contract is going to sit at or fall at compared to the contract you're inevitably going to have to pay J.C. Jackson, I think for the value, I think you can get a very, very solid player in Shavarius Ward with the contract that he's going to come in. I really like the value there because he's not the player that J.C. Jackson is, but I think he's really solid too and had you know one really bad game against Jamar Chase that I think maybe right. skews the way some people think about him. I think he's really solid. You're taking away from a division rival, and he automatically gives you at least a few corners that you feel good about, and it makes one less need, much less of one. I think yeah. if they're going after that secondary group, I think they go and sign Darius Williams because I think you've seen him in Brandon Staley's system and you've seen him produce. If they're going to go after one of those guys, it's still going to cost you a pretty penny but not going to be top at their position type of money. He's seen that dude even as a small guy play outside in this league. And then you can kind of, you know, maybe mix and match him and Asante Samuel Jr. because both guys have that inside-out versatility. So that gives you a little bit there to mess around with as well, as well as getting a guy who you saw have his best year with Brandon Staley. I was about to say, I love the fact that he got the most interceptions that he got in, in his career in 2020 under the tutelage of Brandon Staley. So you like to see him be able to continue that ball production. He is 28 years old, so he's a little bit of an older player, but he does have experience. Only allowed seven touchdowns. Um, and yeah, like I said, he played some of his best football under Brandon Staley. No reason why you know you don't think that that could continue he still has a couple of prime years left and this is going to be at that around 11 million per season type of player which you know if you're not going to get a JC Jackson this will allow you to be able to be more flexible and get multiple guys that might be able to not be at the top but uh, a couple of very solid players to improve your football team well, and it lets you have a little bit more flexibility if you want to go and get one of those number one defensive tackle type of players, especially one of the younger ones that could help you for years to come and really yes. boost two positions on a defense that has a lot of holes where it stands right now. And I mean, that's why it's going to be so crazy, right? Because even if they got a Darius Williams, like that's a very solid free agent fit, especially if you're talking about going along with Khalil Mack as a big offseason addition. But we know the Chargers have to add somebody in between Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. And that's why I think the defensive tackle market is one of the things we should all be watching for on day one of free agency to see which one of those guys is it going to be Akeem Hicks or Sebastian Joseph Day or BJ Hill. So we're going to talk about those guys and their chances to come to the Chargers after this. But I'm just going to be, I mean, stress eating all day. I'm going to be stuffing my mouth with Built Bars. And Built Bar is the official protein bar sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast and the best protein bar out there right now. So many great flavors to choose from right now. The Shamrock Limited Time 100% covered in white chocolate bar is what I've been eating lately. So good, and I love white chocolate as well. But you can go to other great flavors like peanut butter brownie or cookies and cream. Or you could go with the puffs, one of my favorites. I mean, cinnamon churro puff, lemon dipped cheesecake puff, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow that goes inside of these built Bars. Still all 100% covered in chocolate, white and regular chocolate as well the best tasting protein bars you're going to find while also getting all the nutritional value and packed with protein about 17 grams of protein in every bar and you can even save some money since you listen to this show you can find some deals on your best cheap meals and that is that locked on locked 15 at built.com you guys can save 15 percent on your order at built.com you guys want to get the best protein bars on the planet i can save you some money that's promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com All right, David, well, just because the Chargers might make a big swing on day one of free agency doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a cornerback. But what we're hoping for is that they come away 
at least from these first couple of days, getting those two positions, cornerback and defensive tackle, because I think that gives you so much more flexibility headed into the draft, knowing you're feeling better at that at those positions, even if you know, hey, we'll still have to add another corner, still have to add another defensive tackle. But I think there's kind of a big three that we've been looking at a defensive tackle. There's a lot of guys that they could bring in, especially, you know, more two down guys that they can get run stuffers out there, maybe on the cheap. But some of those premier guys, I think, are going to go early on in free agency because I think there is such an importance. And I think the Chargers are a very, you know, valued destination for some of these guys playing in between Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. So for me, the big three is B.J. Hill from the Bengals, who's just coming off a Super Bowl run and played exceptionally well for them after getting traded to them from the Giants. Akeem Hicks, a guy who has a ton of Brandon Staley ties and fits a position of need. They spent time together when Brandon Staley was with the Bears. And then Sebastian Joseph, Sebastian Joseph Day, another guy with Brandon Staley ties, played really well for Brandon Staley in his only season there as defensive coordinator in 2020 and played really well last season before getting hurt. So, David, do you think, before we get into which guy it is, do you think that they end up coming away from day one of free agency or day two nabbing one of those three players? Yes, I, I do. I, I actually think that you know there's too many ties with the, all of these players that we mentioned, and the scheme fit is there too. I mean, these are all guys that can come in and you know find significant playing time and really improve this Chargers roster. I think that is definitely the plan. I think you know uh, the head coach Brandon Stilley has said as much. He said, "Hey, I'm always looking for corners, but I'm also looking to beef up that defensive line," and I understand that that run defense was unacceptable last year and we have to address it. So I think the most likely place to look is players that he's already played around or coached. And that's why, you know, a couple of these names make a lot of sense. Yeah. And I mean, I think BJ Hill just makes a lot of sense because he's a younger defensive tackle, right? Who doesn't have ties to Brandon Staley, but you're getting a guy who's heading into his prime and a guy that, you know, isn't going to be on the same kind of level as a, you know, Brandon Meebane or a Limbaugh Joseph, where you're adding right. an older player that you're hoping to get one, maybe two seasons on it, right? This is a guy who could potentially help you for three to four years, potentially. Yes. And I think that's why he makes it even with no connections. But David, if you were predicting, are you going to put your stamp on any of these players as you think the Chargers are going to take one of these guys early on in free agency? You know what? I, I really I understand the, the talk about Akeem Hicks, and, and the more we get closer and closer to that, I don't think that's the direction they're going to go. Personally, I think you know the name that makes more sense to me is Sebastian Joseph Day, and I do think this it's because this guy comes in right away and is going to make a difference against the run. He's one. He led the league and run stop percentage. You know, pretty much since he came into the league. He had 20-plus stops in each of his three seasons in the NFL. This is a guy who is a run-stopper extraordinaire. He's going to come in. He is going to move the needle, and I don't think he's going to break the bank, especially if my plan is you're going to come in here and you're going to sign J.C. Jackson to a record-setting contract. You're going to have to supplement that by not going after one of the defensive tackles that are going to cost the pretty penny type of contract. So for that reason is why I think they go – SBJ. Yeah, or SJD. One of the SJD, two. sorry. Sebastian <laughs> Joseph. One Day. of those acronyms yes. for sure. Yes. I hope it's Sebastian Joseph Day because I, I think that's the one that makes the most sense. And you're still getting a young player. I mean, he doesn't have a ton as far as pass rushing goes, 
So yes, that's one exactly. of the things that you're going to pay that, you know, like Akeem Hicks still has some pass rushing chops. Like BJ Hill had a really nice season rushing the passer. Sure. Did. That's one of those things that Sebastian Joseph Day hasn't really done. But the one thing he is, is he's always constantly disruptive, right? He's always getting yeah. in the backfield. He's blowing up plays. And he was on pace to have more run stops than Aaron Donald last year, ended up leading the league in them. So he's the guy that instantly gives you that presence on your defensive line. And a guy that, you know, his projection may be $8 million, right, per season, somewhere around there. You have a first-year cap hit, maybe around $6 million. If you look at the Mike Williams contract, the way it's laid out, he's only making, you know, 70% of what his annual average value is in the first year, right? He went from 20 and now it's only 14 that's going to hit in the first year. So if you use that same logic, maybe you can get one of these guys and only carry, you know, a five, six, seven million dollar cap hit in year one to still give you some flexibility to make some other moves. But the nice thing is, is you have your big move already made, right? These would yeah. all great be great supplements to the one big guy that you already have in Khalil Mack. I think yes. if I was saying most likely out of these players, just because of their age and their, you know, connections would probably be Akeem Hicks. The only thing about Akeem Hicks is if you're going a one-year deal, right? Say it's a one-year prove deal. And for him, he has to try to get as much as he can right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's this probably maybe the last big contract he's going to get at age 32. So, like, I don't know how many he's going to go or what he's going to be looking for if he's trying to go in. There's not a lot of money that you're going to be able to manipulate with that type of contract. For sure, as far as giving yourself more room this season. so. That maybe would be the most realistic just if the price tag is lower. But if they're going to do multi-year seasons, hopefully it's one of those younger guys, in my opinion. But Khalil Mack is the main guy, right? And yes. that's the guy who's going to, you know, people are going to want to play next to and play inside of. And I think that's the thing people have to remember is, yeah, I mean, they're going to make a couple of moves right now. Maybe it's not J.C. Jackson, but it's all in addition to already making your biggest offseason move. Yeah, exactly. And that that cannot be re- forgotten about is that Khalil Mack, it, he is a huge move. And this is a guy who impacts both things. Obviously, you're going to get if he's healthy, you know, you're going to get a ferocious pass rusher. But you're also going to get a guy who is one of the best in the league at stopping the run, too, and setting a physical edge and, you know, just not, be, you know, being that you know physical anchor on, on the outside, a dude that's going to set the tone that is going to bring it every single play. If he's healthy, that's the type of impact you're going to get from Khalil Mack, which is awesome. And that is going to invite other players that are going to want to play alongside him and next to him because that's going to open up more opportunities inevitably for those guys too. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's something I would want to play, especially you know if I'm maybe coming off an injury and I think this isn't the biggest contract I'm going to sign because I have more coming and my next contract is actually going to be bigger. That, you know, projection looks a lot more likely if you're playing in between a couple of guys like that. And if you're able to add a Sebastian Joseph Day and a Khalil Mack in the same offseason, that's a huge step in being the physical front that you want to be, especially if you're going to run the light boxes in Brandon Staley's defense. But yes, there's still going to be a lot of tough decisions that have to be made with the internal guys. And the Chargers already made one with Dustin Hopkins and got the kicker situation hopefully stabilized. So they're not searching for kickers going forward. But What do they do with a guy like Kazir Wynanti? Can they bring him back and still be this aggressive in free agency? We're going to talk about that and the other guys who could go early on for the Chargers and their internal free agents coming up after this. But the Chargers are going to have to make some risks to go have it, right? To get what they need to do to be a contender next season. And it's going to be madness as soon as this opens up, right? But March Madness is here right now, guys. We just had Selection Sunday 
And with the madness right around the corner, you guys want to make sure you get your money in with betonline.net so you guys can get in on the action on the wildest days of sports betting of the year. I mean, if you guys haven't played during March Madness, if you're not getting in on that action, you guys are missing out because it's some two of the thrilling, most thrilling days of the entire betting year. I love betting on March Madness. It's one thing now a bracket. It's another thing to go look at all the tournaments and things they're going to have going on at betonline.net for March Madness. It's so so much fun, and you guys got to make sure you're going to the number one place for all sports betting for pro and college hoops, going to NFL draft betting as well. You can go UFC or boxing as well. They have everything that you're looking for at Bet Online because Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, David. Well, we were wondering how many of the Chargers' internal free agents they were going to be able to re sign after making the big moves that they have, re signing Mike Williams and trading for Khalil Mack and what those moves did for them, right? And they did cross off one of the needs before free agency and brought one of the guys back. And it was Dustin Hopkins, who had a very solid season with the Chargers after getting cut last year by the Washington football team. Then now the commanders coming to the Chargers and really being a stable force for them at 90 percent of his field goals. And now he's coming back to the Chargers on a three year deal. I like the move, Daniel. I, I like the move because this has been a carousel the last five or six years of who the hell is going to go out there and kick footballs for the Chargers. You just didn't know. So the fact that they brought somebody in who is a veteran guy who kicked the football very well, he made the field goals a little bit iffy, you know, past 50 yards. But, I mean, I think that's something that we can continue to monitor as we keep going. But also, hey, they're going to go for it anyway. So what does it even matter, right? Uh, that's the Chargers uh, that we now know and love. But right. I just love the move because it brings that stability to, to that position. Hopefully the Chargers are set there and they can just set it and forget it. Well, and I mean, the other thing is too, is like, hey, you know, if he goes now, he's young way right? Or now he's Josh Lambeau being the best kicker in the league somehow. So like, yeah. you don't want another one to get away. I was very happy with what we saw from Dustin Hopkins last year. He did miss a field goal in the biggest game of the season, obviously. That's tough. But he also had a game-winning field goal last season for the Chargers as well, right? So he had some good moments. Had a bad moment at a bad time in that final game. But he was super solid outside of that. Even overall, you know, 30 out of 34, high 80s as far as percentage on your field goals. You will take that when you yeah. brought in a Roberto Aguayo, right, for a tryout <laughs> at one point. When you were running out Tristan Vizcaino. He doesn't have the, you know, dead leg of Michael Badgley. You're not worried about him on kickoffs. He did a really good job with that. A three-year deal for Michael Badger. He can get up to $12 million, but is a three-year, $9 million deal, according to Adam Kaplan. I like it. I like the move a lot. It's one of the specialists. The Chargers still don't have a return man, a long snapper, or a punter. So those things are obviously still up in the air, and they should be able to bring those positions back at a very reasonable price. So that won't take a huge chunk out of what they need to spend or what they're going to spend out of their salary camp. But there's other players who could, and I think there's one right off the bat who's off the board with Duchenne and Wosu. Yeah. This done. was a hard one, Dave, because we were debating it all offseason. You know, what are they going to do with Duchenne and Wosu? Because he is a productive player-ish, you know, didn't have the total yeah. sack production that you wanted, but you saw him trending in the right direction and looking like one of the Chargers' better defensive players at the end of last season. And it just seems like with that Khalil Mack deal, he put business as business on Twitter. That, that ship has sailed. Well, it just seems to me like the Chargers obviously broached Uchenna and Wosu and wanted to get contract information with him and exchange numbers and see where they're at and feel that out, right? And after they weren't comfortable, and this is all just conjecture from me, you know, them, you know, not getting numbers that they're com super comfortable with, they adjusted course and they went and got Khalil Mack. And I think, you know, you look at Khalil Mack versus Uchenna, no disrespect 
to Chen and Wosu, who was an up and coming player who definitely turned it on late, late on, you know, later on in the season. He's not Khalil Mack. You know, Khalil Mack's a, you know, former defensive player of the year and a an absolute force on the football field when he is healthy. So, you know, I think you can confidently say that you upgraded that position and you got a, you know, true force opposite of Joey Bosa, a player who is really going to provide equal pass rush and run stopping abilities to your defense. Yeah, two guys that are on the same level. And, I mean, it was yeah. going to be tough because, I mean, with China, I mean, everything's based on projection. You're paying someone Absolutely. based on what they're going to do for you, not what they have done for you. But right. what they have done for you is a pretty good track record of, you know, what you can expect in the future potentially. Yeah. A team is probably going to get Uchen Nwosu, and he's probably going to have the best years of his career. Like, I think he's going to do better than he had in his first four seasons. I and for him, that. he should go want a starting position. He shouldn't want to play in the shadow of a Khalil Mack into Joey Bosa. So wishing him all the best for sure. Absolutely. Kazir White, though, there is no replacement for, right? And that's no. why it's tough because they're you feel okay about Drew Tranquil, right? Kenneth yeah. Murray, you, it's hard to feel really good about right now. And then yeah. it's Amen Ogbong Bamiga, our boy Bong, and Nick Neiman after that. Guys that one was picked to be a special teams player in Neiman. And then Bong was just an undrafted free agent, right? Who got in, struggled, maybe you know, maybe has some potential, but not going to be able to expect a lot out of him if they aren't able to bring back a guy like Kazir White. So, David, as we see here going into this important day of the free agency period, do you think the Chargers are going to bring back Kazir White? This one really sucks for me, Daniel, because this is a player that I, I really think is start, you know, really came into his own this year 145 tackles, 53 stops, two forced fumbles, two interceptions, a sack. Like he just, you know, really filled up the stat sheet, and you could really see him, you know, really get comfortable playing linebacker in the NFL this year. I would love to for the Chargers to find a way to bring him back, but just the way this offseason has already kind of unfolded, I find it highly unlikely that they're going to be able to do that, which sucks because then you're obviously going to have to address linebacker, whether that be in free agency or in the draft. But I would just much rather keep a young player who is really starting to play extremely well in your defense and I think could play even better with the additions that they made. When you're going to have to, I mean, I think the Chargers are going to let him go get paid, right? Because it obviously yeah. doesn't seem like they value the linebacker position that much under Brandon Staley, who wasn't here when they took Kenneth Murray in the first round. Right. And they obviously felt like they could do enough with Kenneth Murray to find some way to use him, especially in that last game, even though it ended up kind of blowing up in their face, in my opinion. But yeah. You should want to re-sign players like that. You should want to bring back players like that because he was easily your best linebacker. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll probably wait, yeah. bring in a very low-priced free agent linebacker, somebody like that, like a Nick Vigil, right? They did that a couple of years ago. Right. So, like, I think that's more in line with what they'll probably do there considering how we, you know, see them valuing that position. That would probably be the most likely thing, but I don't think that's going to come on day one or any linebacker deal is going to happen early on in this free agency week with all the crazy other stuff going on but justin jones is an interesting one a defensive tackle because yes justin jones was a lot better last year than he'd been in previous years he had Definitely. you know cleared his career high in sacks with three which <laughs> sounds like a joke but right not, not a super know. high bar right no like doubled his career sack output but he was a very important run defender for the Chargers, and he probably doesn't cost a ton. I wouldn't think. I mean, it's hard no. to imagine a team wanting to spend a lot. If they could, you know, maybe it is a two year deal or something like that for Justin Jones. Maybe they can't get him on the cheap and say, hey, we can, you know, give you some of that value. But this would be in addition to bringing in a Sebastian Joseph Day 
or someone like that. Well, yeah, I mean, when he was on the football field last year, the Chargers were a full better, a full yard better against the run. At least they were at one point, yeah. Right, at one point in the season, right? So, I mean, his his impact against the run was obvious last year. I think you saw it. It was it was significant. He's a guy who is a very physical and relentless player against the run. You love what he brings to the table there. But this is a move that you bring in you know, like like you said, in addition to other moves, I mean, you can't you can't sit there and accept the status quo against the run because it clearly was not good enough. And the, I don't think the Chargers are going to do that. But Justin Jones was not part of the problem last year. He was part of the solution when the Chargers were better against the run. It was because he had a lot to do with that. So this is a player I don't think is going to cost a lot to bring back. And I think is a player that you know what you're going to get when you bring in a Justin Jones. And there's a chance, right? But there's also a chance they say, hey, even with the good spots that he brought, like, you know, we Not let other enough. guys go. Yeah. yeah, we let the Forrest Lamps and the Sam Tevies and the Dean Feeneys and all the other guys, Rashawn Jenkins, that weren't, yeah. you know, overproducing for where they were drafted or, you know, for what we need out of that position. And they let him go. And you have to feel like there's going to be a, you know, a fair amount of that after the purge we kind of saw last season as Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco continue to try to reshape this roster into what Brandon Staley needs to win. And that's what all of this is about. So <clears throat> I don't necessarily think it's going to happen with Justin Jones, but it wouldn't surprise me if some time goes by, he checks out what that market is being one of those, you know, lower tier players on that market, I believe. And maybe they're able to strike something where he comes back, but you're not at that point, super reliant on him. Right. I mean, he was more productive than Jerry Tillery. I'd rather have him on the field in most situations over Jerry Tillery. Right. But, He's not one of those guys that, like, you have to bring back. It just only seems like that because of the depth at that position. And there's other guys, too. You know, Odea Bushi, we were both in favor of them bringing him back. Yes. Cheap contract, instant starter, at least can be, you know, camp competition for whoever they do. Maybe they want it to be Brendan Hymas, but that dude's a veteran who probably come cheap, coming off of a major injury that you feel good about. And you know, played well without, in limited duty, yeah. Played really good, so... There's other positions too, but today we just wanted to get into the guys that will be early, right? We'll be off the board early in free agency, and we do think the Chargers are going to take some big swings. And we'll be back here to react with you guys as those moves happen. Make sure to follow us on Twitter to get our instant reaction. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drugmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD, and we'll be retweeting all of our takes as these deals go down on our show account at LockedOnLAC on Twitter. But make sure to subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel as things heat up and these deals start going down so you never miss the show and follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And if you guys want to get your reactions to these moves as they come in, make sure to call on the Locked On Chargers voicemail line at 323-524-7924. But we post the show every day to all of our social media, so you can also find it on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page and at Locked On Chargers on Instagram. But we are so excited that you guys made us your first listen if you guys want to start heating up for the draft, make sure to check out the Lockdown NFL Draft Show with Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy because they have a lot of good information over there. But it's free agency time right now, so make sure you're back with us tomorrow as all of these moves come in or maybe don't come in and get our reactions for it. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.